Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly show final hour on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Oh, let's before we get to the questions, let's just let's remember. Let's remember exactly what they were saying. Let's remember how the debate went, because all this Hunter Biden laptop stuff, all of it, every every bit of it, it was all brought up. It was brought up during the debate, brought up during the campaign. And again, I played this yesterday. It's not just Joe Biden lying. It's the Russians. Look at how the debate moderator immediately runs cover for the Democrats. Man, the Republicans are so useless when it comes to setting up these debates. I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is you know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I'm anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow Excuse me. Please respond if and then we're going to have follow-up. If this is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody's President calling. Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you've I have dis- to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what is this that's way you exactly. Maybe we're not talking enough about that. I'm, I'm going to get back to the emails here in just a second. But Joe Biden brought it up a while ago, but he brought it up. Everyone's mad today. I'm mad. You're mad. We're all mad that the media lied about the Hunter Biden laptop and called it Russian disinformation and they got Joe Biden elected because of it. And and that is very bad, right? That's very damaging. It's very, very bad. But maybe it is time to have a discussion that Joe Biden was right. Four or five former heads of the Central Intelligence Agency pushed the lie as well. What have I told you time and time again that is the most dangerous situation in the world right now? The most dangerous situation in the world right now is Western governments 
lining up against their own citizens. America's administrative state becoming a weaponized arm of the Democratic Party is a really big deal. How are you and I supposed to get through this if the FBI and CIA are against us? That's not good, right? That is not good. Hey, Jesse, my red-haired daughter thinks you're kind of hard on redheads. The other night she said, wouldn't it be funny if Jesse's boys married redheads and there were a bunch of redheads running around your house calling you grandpa? I also think this would be funny. What say you? Look, these soulless gingers, it could easily happen. It could easily happen because this is why, I mean, God has a sense of humor. He made redheads so hot and it just, it sucks you in. And then soon you're missing a kidney and your tires are slashed. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if one of my kids came home with one of those demons. And what am I going to do but love her, all right? And, and then pray the grandkids don't come out that way. I bet I don't know. Look, there's no soul there. What, Chris? It's fine. We can make jokes. Dear J- or Dr. Jesse, you have 30 minutes in a room alone with Putin. There's an, t- an interpreter there for you both. Why do you think I need an interpreter? I abla a little bit. What do you say to him, and how would you approach trying to talk reason in world peace? Said, yes, you can use my name. Okay, let's, let's have some hard truths here. World peace is an illusion. It's not humanly possible. It's not the nature of man. Otherwise, we would have had it by now. World peace? I want world peace. That doesn't mean anything because it's not possible. Saying, I want world peace... It's like saying, I, I hope it rains tonight, but I hope it rains Sour Patch Kids. It's, it's, it's that naive. So let's set aside world peace. It's a, it's a good question, actually. How would, how would you talk to him? How would you reason with him? I don't think he's a man who can be reasoned with. I mean, when you look at the steps the world has already taken to blast Vladimir Putin, when you look at what's happening in the Russian markets, to the Russian dollar, their version of it, what's called a ruple. When you look at what's happened over there already, Russia is already in a terrible place because of this invasion of Ukraine, an absolutely terrible place. But Putin's not backing off. Unless something has changed during the break and I missed it, those armored vehicles and tanks are not turning around heading back to Russia. He's going all in. The bombs are still dropping. The artillery's still shooting. If I was alone with Putin in a room for 30 minutes, I'd probably just make fun of him because there's nothing you can reason with. Reasonable people do not reasonable people don't do things like this. Reasonable people aren't conquerors. They're not. Conquerors are unreasonable people. Successful ones and unsuccessful ones. I mean Genghis Khan, the greatest conqueror of all time, is that fair, Chris? Greatest conqueror of all time, I would say. Genghis, Ta- Genghis Khan took a nomadic steppe people. I mean, they were just basically a tribe on the Asian steppe. Now, they were studs, but they were just a tribe on the Asian steppe. And he virtually conquered the known world with it. Hey, guys, I need all your troops. We're going conquering. That's not reasonable. To you, to me, that looks insane. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Are we... Are we are we actually going to go kill 40 million people with bows and arrows and swords? Yes, we are. Conquerors aren't reasonable. People do this. Uh, 
World War II is a great example of this. Hitler, why would Hitler invade Russia? Everyone knows you can't invade Russia. The winner's going to end up killing you. That's such a, it's so crazy. It's not reasonable. Hitler wasn't reasonable. Hitler was a psychopath. Conquerors, and I'm not comparing Putin to Hitler. I'm saying conquerors, people who gather things up and, and accomplish terrible things and great things. They're not reasonable people. Uh, uh, Christopher Columbus. Now, I'm a Columbus fan. I know by modern standards we're supposed to we're supposed to be all namby-pamby. Oh, he was a terrible guy. Uh, I admire the guts it takes to get in a ship and aim it west and just start sailing and have no idea whether you're ever going to come home again. I think, I think that those kind of guts are amazing. But let's be honest. That's not reasonable. That's very unreasonable. Would you like to sit down with Christopher Columbus and have a conversation and hear pre-voyage, right? Pre-voyage, I would love to hear a reasonable conversation from Christopher Columbus on on why you're just going to aim a sailing ship to the west with no maps. Remember there weren't maps and just start taking off. It's not reasonable. I don't believe there is any reasoning with Putin and I think Reasonable people make the mistake of thinking you can reason with unreasonable people. What, Chris? How do I see the war ending? I see the war ending with Russia winning. I see the war ending with Russia winning and uh, a bunch of Ukrainians are sadly going to be dead. And you know what else? I'll tell you something else. This really sucks, but this is how I see it. I see everyone just kind of moving on. I mean, let's remember, Russia just got done invading Crimea like 15 minutes ago. And yeah, it made the news for a couple days. But then when's the last time you even heard the words Crimea prior to him invading Ukraine? Everyone just kind of moved on because everyone's got their own problems and people don't really care that much. They don't. I, I, look, I hope I'm wrong, right? Everyone's rooting for the Ukrainians, the plucky Ukrainians to fight off the Russian bear. But I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't know. But again, another frustrating thing, as long as we're on the lines of this Russia-Ukraine stuff, I've been so frustrated trying to get accurate information. All the information out there about Russia, Ukraine, it's all that's on every single television, and yet you can't seem to get honest, accurate information. Everything's propaganda. Everything's been manipulated. This is going well. This is going poorly. Oh, look, we have this guy. Oh, he killed a thousand Russians. Oh, wait, that was all a lie. Okay, where are the Russian troops? Are they winning? Are they losing? There's so much fog of war involved. We're in the information age where you have unlimited access to information on your phone, and yet you you can't seem to get any accurate information. Isn't that an irony of our time? There's never been more information available and in my opinion, it's never been harder to get accurate information. That's a weird place to be. Speaking of a weird place to be, I have to answer a couple questions next. One is about President Lincoln. The other is about Democrats. And the other one's about corn nuts. So let's just say we tackle the tough issues here on the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and no, I don't really gamble anymore, Chris. Thanks for bringing up old stuff. Everyone remembers the story by now. I don't think I'm going to rehash the whole thing. That Obviously, that's, that song is about a casino. Yeah, it is, Chris. It's about a casino. No, it's about casino. All right, whatever it's about it makes me think of the movie Casino and gambling. And Chris asked if I gambled. And not really. Now, when I say not really, it's look, I'm in a $5 pool for March Madness. And, and if, I'm, if I'm ever in Las Vegas, which I'm never really in Las Vegas, but if I am there, I'll take a 20 down to the blackjack table. What, Chris? You gamble more than are you gonna are you gonna money shame? You're gonna money shame me? Two hundred dollars? I'm not wasting two hundred dollars on blackjack. See, this is why. This is why. I, I what I'm saying is I gamble a little bit. Um, very, I, I understand a very little bit, Chris, but I have a good reason for it. I've told this story before. I'll say it again, just really briefly. I was in the Marines. Um. I don't have any money. You don't have any money when you're in the Marines. Obviously, my family wasn't doing well. Or, or wasn't doing well. That's not fair. That's not fair. We were, we were doing fine, but my family didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't have any money. Right? All I had was what I made in the Marines. And when I was, I think, 20, I believe I was 20, we got an extended weekend, and I got my hands on a fake ID. Kids, don't do this. All right, I do not. You don't want to be like me. Remember, you don't want to be like me. You keep being good kids. I can't believe how good these kids are today. You keep being good kids. But I got my hands on a fake ID, and I'd never been to Las Vegas, let alone gambled. Remember, I grew up in Ohio and Montana. So we pile in our crappy cars, and we take off across the desert, and we drive to Las Vegas. I walk in the first casino. I had, um, I think I had $100 I had pulled out. And I believe, I, well, I know this, I had about $600 to my name. That was still in the bank account, but I had pulled $100 out. We go in this casino, one of the ratty ones, because we couldn't afford any you know, $50 a hand blackjack tables. So we had to find you know, $5 a hand tables and, and try to do it. And I'd never done it before. And I just charmed the socks off of the, uh, the blackjack dealer lady. She was just a sweet old lady. And I told her, it's my first time. So, I mean, I can't even believe she got away with this. She basically gambled for me, helping me out as I sit down. This is my first table ever. I get in with my fake ID. I sit down at the first table ever, and I sat down, remember, with $100, and I walked away with $270. I remember it to this day. Now, that's a lot of money to me. That's a lot. I, I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing, but also, sadly, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is easy. I'm, I'm going to do blackjack all the time. Fast forward about, I would guess, five or six hours, maybe maybe seven hours. It's a long night. I have not only no money left to my name, I've put, not, not, not only is that 270 gone, I've been to the ATM in the casino, which is always a great call. I've been to the ATM in the casino so many times that my bank account is now zero dollars. And I'll never forget the feeling of shame and embarrassment and just everything, everything negative you could roll in one when I spent my last dime and lost my last chip on blackjack. And my buddies weren't quite done yet, didn't run head back to base yet. And I was so, I, I got physically sick. I was so mad at myself and ashamed that I went outside. It was roasting out. 
I went outside without the keys and sat in the car and just sat there just sick to my stomach. And look, I honestly, I thank God for it because to this day, I cannot gamble significant amounts of money. I'll never forget that feeling as, as long as I live. How poor was I? And the Marines, I don't know about the other branches of service, but in the Marines, you have to show up with a fresh haircut every Monday. Every single Monday. There's no exceptions. Oh, I forgot this week. No, no, they'll cut your head off. You show up with a fresh haircut every Monday. And so outside of the base in 29 Palms, it's, I'm sure it's the same for every base. There's all kinds of little haircut joints that Marines don't have any money. So 10 bucks, 10 bucks, get your haircut. I had to borrow $10 from one of my buddies to get my haircut going back on base. That's how poor I was. That is why I don't gamble very much to this day. Again, I don't, I don't have like something against it. Like I said, I'll throw a, a five down in a March Madness pool. But what, Chris? I understand I could just not hit up the ATM. But Chris, remember, remember something. Yeah, everyone needs to remember this about me. I have so many flaws and oftentimes my strengths are also my biggest flaws. I'm sure it's the same way for you. I don't do things halfway. I don't do things halfway. I decided about three years ago I wanted a media career with no media career, and I quit a six-figure job as an RV sales, sales manager and had no plan just to throw myself into media. And by the grace of God, it worked out. I ran for Congress having never run for any office before and just moved to the area after about a year. I'm running for U.S. Congress, not city council, not school board, not nothing. I, I, I quit my job in D.C. and moved my family across the country looking for a job, and I moved to the Dallas area, Frisco, Texas. I moved there without a job. Now, these are very dumb things, and I'm not telling you to repeat these things. This is the only time I've done that. It's actually worked out, Chris. <laughs> but I don't do the, oh, just don't go to the ATM thing. If, I, if, if I'm the type of person, if I'm going in to gamble, I'm going to gamble all the way uh, if I don't put strict, strict restrictions on myself. All right. So, okay, maybe, maybe it'd be 50. But, dude, I don't, I, can't, I don't like losing money. Just losing money physically hurts me. And I'm, I'm serious. I was so devastated that day in Las Vegas. I can still, like, I can remember where I was sitting in the parking lot. It was that kind of a memory. And you probably have something like that in your life, whether you were a kid or an adult or something where I don't even want to call it a mistake. You did wrong. You did the wrong thing. And you paid for it. And I've done the wrong thing a lot in my life. And when you do the wrong thing and you pay for it like that and you find yourself sitting in Las Vegas without a dime and you're thinking, what kind of a son am I? What kind of a human being am I? Questioning everything about you. Am I some kind of degenerate loser? You don't ever want to go back and feel that again. All right? That is not a feeling you feel like repeating. All right, now that I got that off my chest, we can get back to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions about Lincoln and corn nuts and the Democrats in Ukraine. Hang on.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions all are very welcome here. So there, that was my little story about gambling. Look, get your hands on some hard assets like gold so you can't gamble them away in a Las Vegas casino. (laughs) I'm dead serious. Look. In all seriousness, I've been talking about this a lot lately. I'm going to keep talking about it. They keep giving us these warnings. I mean, this is Janet Yellen. You know, we're likely to see another year in which 12-month inflation numbers remain very uncomfortably high. Uncomfortably high. Call Oxford Gold Group, please. Nothing, Nothing drastic. I'm not telling you to go dig a bunker in your backyard, although that would be sweet. Get some hard assets in your hand, please. We don't know where this dollar is going. 833-995-GOLD. They're totally laid back. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. Get hard assets in your hand. They deliver gold right to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group will take good care of you. Look, I've sent my own father there. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take care of you, all right? 833-995-GOLD. Let's get back to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Hi, Jesse. Have you noticed how the how patriotic Democrats have become? They absolutely love Ukraine. They still hate America. Maybe the Democratic Party was formed in Ukraine. Goes along with the Tuesday night guest in the second hour. Said I can use his name. Yeah, look, they're clear look, they're clearly using Ukraine to keep you distracted from the problems at home. I mean, they, look. Nancy Pelosi, Miss COVID, she won't even answer COVID questions now? I just want to dig into that a little bit more on the COVID relief. This will be your third time. My third pet time, what, ask about COVID relief? Yeah. Well, it's substantive. You like substantive questions, so I just want to yeah, make sure. Yeah, while people are dying in Ukraine and all of that, yeah. People are dying of COVID, too. Um, the, do you plan to offset it? How do you? Yeah, do, we have to offset it. She doesn't want to talk about COVID? That's weird because... For two straight years, you couldn't get her to talk about anything else. Look, what's happening right now is clearly Democrats, like they always do because they're communists, they see Ukraine and they don't care. Don't, they don't care about any human suffering going on over there at all. They see Ukraine like communists see all death and misery as an opportunity. They see Ukraine the same way they saw coronavirus. Coronavirus got here. And the communists lasted about 15 minutes and they thought, oh, wait, we might have something here. We can use this thing. 
We can use this thing to trash the economy, the economy that was going to have Donald Trump walking to re-election. Communists see death and misery as an opportunity because it's a religion of destruction and domination. They know death and misery, that's, those are fertile fields for the communists. That's why they love Ukraine. I brought it up at the beginning of the show. Just a theory I have. Why is the Biden administration doing a bunch of half measures when it comes to Ukraine? We're not sending jets. We're not declaring a no-fly zone. And nor do I want us to, by the way. I need to make that clear. But we're not sending jets. We're not declaring a no-fly zone. But we are sending a bunch of javelins and body armor and, and things like that. Why? Well, that kind of half-measure stuff guarantees the conflict will be extended. It guarantees it will continue. That's good for Joe Biden because Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, all of them, they can all continue to blame Vladimir Putin for all the ills of the world. So when we're having this discussion, it's important to dispel some of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. It is not inflationary, A. B, uh, we don't want to reduce the um, uh, increase in jobs, which we're very proud of this president breaking records, his historic numbers of jobs created in the first year. But this starts with Putin because of the global inflation for reasons beyond gas gas price. Global inflation is something that we have to deal with globally, but we have our responsibility to deal with it at home. Who are they going to blame if that war ends, if Vladimir Putin is victorious tomorrow or Ukraine is victorious tomorrow and that war ends, where are they going to go from there? Oh, I know where they'll go. They'll go back to blaming you and me. Maybe they think I've forgotten. I haven't forgotten at all that about 30 seconds ago, I was blamed for a pandemic, pandemic of the unvaccinated over and over and over and over again. They blamed me for a pandemic. I remember menu whisperer. Are corn nuts overrated or underrated? Follow on. What's the best flavor? The best flavor is none because corn nuts are absolute trash. Corn nuts are trash. I cannot believe how many people want those things. Yes, I would like a a, a salty flavored nut, but I want one that can shatter my molars. I'll never understand it as long as I live. Hello. I know you know a lot about history. I recently heard President Lincoln was our first communist president. I heard this from a conservative whom I trust, but I don't want to believe him. What do you say? Lincoln was no communist. Depends on which part of the country you reside in on how you feel about Lincoln. See, people in this country, so much of our our media, it's all produced in New York or Washington, D.C., really. And most of the people in our media, they all went to fancy schools, almost all of them up north or in California. And so you you have Lincoln, the system treats him as some completely revered figure. Ended slavery, the king of the not racists. Um, Look, I'm actually not dogging on the man. He was a human being. By all accounts, he seemed to be a pretty decent guy. But Abraham Lincoln flat out told the South they could keep their slaves as long as they came back in the Union. I'm not making that up. Like, we present, we present these people 
as if they're saints. Abraham Lincoln wanted to deport all the freed slaves to Liberia. I mean, let's not make Abraham Lincoln out to be some saint, right? I mean, he wasn't. But none of them were. And I'm not, that's not me ripping on Lincoln. Look, George Washington wasn't a saint. Life is tough. These guys were rough. But because we have, because so much of our media is dominated by people who are exclusively educated in the North, the extent of the Civil War talk you get is North good, South bad. That, that's the extent of people's understanding of what was a very complicated conflict with angels and demons on both sides. On both sides. Angels and demons on both sides. That's my thoughts on Lincoln. I could probably go on and on and on forever on Lincoln. Jesse, I believe this Asian hate began when the media and Democratic parties stopped considering Asians as a minority group and started referring to them as white adjacent. Again, Democrats looking for a solution to a problem they created. Look, the tensions between the Asian community and the black community go back a long way. Chris, when did Ice Cube write that song, Black Korea? You looked, I think it was like the 80s. I mean, it was in the 80s, maybe the 90s. The tensions between the Asian community and black community go a long way. My frustration, my endless frustration has simply been, why won't people talk about it? Why won't the leaders in both communities come together and talk about it? And I, again, I don't mean Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. I mean real leaders in the black community, real leaders in the Asian community. There's tension there. Black people across America are attacking Asian people. This is it's a consistent theme time and time and time again. We can talk about it in a not racist way. You have to be racist to acknowledge reality. There are racial tensions there. Why won't anyone come together and talk about it? They'll say things privately. Behind the scenes, my black friends will reach out to me and explain it. My Asian friends will reach out to me and explain it. But you ask someone to go on the record and talk about it publicly, everyone's too scared to be called a racist or something these days. So you get a lot of, a lot of well, I'm, I'd love to, Jesse, but uh, <coughs> I'm busy that night or something like that. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I only did that because somebody wrote in to complain about the fart sound. And I, I just, I've got to be honest with you. The fart sound's not going anywhere. I, I am, uh, what's the best way to put this? Immature. I'm, I'm an extremely immature human being. And it makes me laugh. It absolutely makes me laugh. And look, with everything dark going on out there right now, I insist on laughing. I will not live in a world where I don't get to laugh. All right. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can still send in your emails to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all are welcome. And we still have more. We have a doozy. Hang on. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment on a Friday. Are you going to miss me? I'm not going to be here on Monday. Don't worry, don't worry. Everything's fine. I have a, uh, a wedding. I have to travel, travel back for a wedding. I'll be back on Tuesday. No worries. Don't miss me too badly. Before I forget, before I forget, sign up this weekend for Annie's Kit Clubs. All right? 
This is the weekend to sign up for Andy's Kit Clubs. If you have kids age 7 to 12, you will love this thing. The reason I said this weekend is they have a special offer. I guess it's National Craft Month, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but it is. You can get your first kit up to 100% off. You just pay the shipping and handling. Annie's Kit Clubs. They mail you one a month. You get a little top secret mission envelope, and your kids will be learning learning how to think, doing smart things. And, well, that works out for everyone, right? Because kids who learn how to think grow into adults who learn how to think and don't believe all the garbage they see on the news anymore. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Get your first kid up to 100% off. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Emails. We didn't get to. <laughs> this is a long one. Get ready. We got to do some rapid fire. Dear Oracle, Menu Whisperer, Genius Shogun, and Stupefying Specimen of a Man. I am the eldest of six siblings, and it was my oldest sister, 13, my oldest brother, 11, and I, 16, who composed this email in the hopes that it would be read by the mighty Jesse Kelly. We have a collection of 10 different questions and requests. You are free to uh, read and answer in a couple sentences. One, do you prefer the flat slices of pepperoni on your pizza or the kind that curls and forms little grease cups? Every single person on earth knows the ones that curl and get a little crispy on the edge and have a little bit of grease inside of them are the far superior pepperonis. I can't believe the other kind of pepperoni, frankly, is even still around. It's like uh, the gravy thing. Why is regular gravy still around when sausage gravy exists? No one has ever eaten sausage gravy and said, oh, this would be better without the sausage in it. Moving on. Second question. How many door frames have you hit your big head on because you forgot to duck? Actually, this is funny. I used to do this a lot when I was younger. But if you ever see me out in public now and you see me walk through a doorway, no matter the height of the doorway, I cock my head to the side. I cock my head to the side whenever I walk through a doorway because I've hit my head so much. It's just it's something that has hurt me so many times that I don't hit anymore, but I instinctively do it. Three, what's your favorite vegetable? If you say peas, I will never forgive you. Uh, I don't eat vegetables. I'm an American. What's your take on bologna? It's okay. Bologna's okay. If we're talking a fried bologna sandwich here, cold bologna is gutter trash. No matter what anyone else says, the Kraft Blue Box mac and cheese is the best. I know it's junk. What do you think about it? I Honestly, I think we have... 30 boxes of Kraft mac and cheese in the house. Yeah, Chris, we go to the big box stores and stock up on stuff to save money. Oh, I live and die for Kraft mac. And I don't, I don't want to brag. You know how humble I am. I think I probably make the best mac and cheese on the planet. I do, Chris, as far as Kraft mac goes. Why are you censoring Chris? Give him a mic so we can see if he's really as dumb as you say he is. I can't give him a mic. It's just he's too dumb. Number seven. Has being so smart ever gotten you into trouble? No, but being an idiot has definitely gotten me into trouble several times. Number eight, what's your favorite fantasy slash fiction book? Or are you too good for make-believe? I love fiction books. I generally read the ones that are continuing spy novels. Uh, Vince Flynn has this great series out there. 
uh, the character. Uh, what? The, gosh, I'm spacing on his name right now. Everyone, everyone who reads the books, Mitch Rapp. Mitch Rapp is the main character. And Vince Flynn, God rest his soul, he died really early and someone else took it over. Books like that where the central character is a super spy who goes around and killing bad people. I generally like those books because like all dudes, I like to imagine that's me. Number eight or number nine, will you please take suggestions on the soundboard? Uh, Star Wars shooting sound? No, that's garbage. The sound of a tank rolling in and blowing up a building? It would be too long. The sound of a loud belch? I don't think so. See, we have the vomit one on here, and I don't, I don't think I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think we can even drop it. I don't like the gross ones. It's too immature, Chris. The the vomit one. Ten. Will you please play the full length dome laugh? It cracks us up every time we hear it. That I can do. All right, that's all we can handle. And it said they said, please read the email during the final segment. That's when we'll most likely hear your response. Thank you for always bringing laughs to your show and keep it up. You can say our names, Caleb, Ellie, and Joshua. There you go, y'all. Dear Food Met Whisperer Kelly, which is the superior tortilla, corn or flour? Okay, corn tortillas. What do you take me for, some kind of communist? Corn tortillas suck. All right, flour tortillas. I'll never, I, you know what? I don't trust people who eat corn tortillas. Why would you want the grainy corn feel instead of the soft, fluffy flour feel? Dear Shogun Oracle, a U.S. consulate in Mexico right across the border was attacked by narco terrorists a couple days ago. I could be typing for days, logging all the cartel atrocities and U.S. deaths from ODs. My question is. There are many chicken hawks and neocons pushing for us to go to war with a nuclear power over Ukraine, but what would the cartels have to do to draw the same ire from these same people? And what do you attribute attribute this ambivalence to? Do you you ever you ever see these stories of gang violence on the news? You probably don't pay attention to them much and you don't really care that much. Why? Because when you see some gangster in Chicago kill another gangster in Chicago, what do you do? You blow it off because it's gangster. People do the same thing when it comes to overdose deaths, which are a major problem. And addiction is very real. And if you're, if, you, if you're addicted to things, man, I've had terrible things in my life too. Go get yourself some help. There's no shame in it. But there's such a, there's such a stigma associated with, with drugs and addiction and things like that that it doesn't get the attention when someone dies, when someone ODs, it's just like that gangster killing the other gangster. There's the thought of, and people don't really verbalize this, but this is what they think. They think to themselves, well, I had it coming. I kind of had it coming. And therefore we don't care that people are getting poisoned with fentanyl that is trafficked up through the border. We don't care that we are on the border of a country like half the states in Mexico are narco states, completely run by the cartels. That is that is not good. That's not a stable situation at all. We just don't care. And the cartels, they're smart enough to realize they need to keep most of that violence on their side of the border, even if it's just five seconds on their side of the border. They're smart enough not to bring it here. But that's why we don't care. Definitely with the overdose deaths. That's why we don't care. People are so cold-hearted to it. I am not. I, I sympathize. 
You keep your chin up and enjoy your daggone weekend, all right? It's a Friday. That's all. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse.